What's up, fuckers of Earth? <laughs> What's up, fuckers? How you doing out there? This is another episode of PGTV. Yep. Coming um, at you. Not live. This is all recorded. We're never live. We're never live. We're not live, pal. You don't get that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as you guys have probably guessed, JP is MIA. The uh, cross-dimensional contact has failed us today. It's uh, MIA. That stands for missing an ass. Because that boy got no ass. <laughs> you can't roast on him like that when he's not here. <laughs> hey, I heard the episode when you guys did all the way back at episode nine, No Coda. Wait, were we roasting on him? <laughs> Fuck yeah. You're like, you probably ain't going to listen to this shit. But I did. Anyway, Sorry. this is PGTV. This is DJ Squared. I thought I was opening up for us today. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this is DJ Squared here with Daddy Zans. Yep. Otherwise known as Zans. Or Zandra. Or Zandra. From the east. Or Ah. No. It's just the last syllable of your name. No ah. one calls me that. Wait, is that why you keep doing that to the mic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get your attention on my Ah. Well, you failed. Or, or I'll just say your name with no con, uh, with no consonants or vowels, which is just. <laughs> Sounds like you're gonna barf. Only, I wish. Anyway, um, well, thanks man, to Carl Casey at Wipe That Audio for our sick intro song. By the way, sick intro and outro because we're too lazy to find a separate outro audio. <laughs> Yeehaw, baby! So, what are we talking about? Um. Well, we've got that other another black. <laughs> episode to talk about. I was episode trying to say. Episode three. Is it episode three? That's what's written on the thing. Beyond the sea. Yeah. Okay. I thought we were on like four. And then we've got, uh, we may, if we have time and we don't fuck around during that talk, we'll, we may talk about the aliens. We're definitely going to fuck around. So if you want to talk about the aliens, do it now. Uh, I don't know, but we may talk about aliens and at this point, like, it'll be August, let's see, August 8th, so, no, the 3rd, so it'd be August 10th, so, uh, Barbenheimer may not just be relevant. Eh, so, talk about it anyway. Eh, who cares? Uh, but we've got, we've got a great show lined up for you guys, specifically for you, and JP, if you're listening out there, you know, uh, we miss you. We miss you. Yeah, we do. We miss you in the pod. And that's a joke about space travel and uh, podcasting. Nice. That's what they call a double entendre. Has two meanings. Okay. Just fucking sandbagging me. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so we're just, I guess we're just going to get right into our only thing that we like do every week, which is our weekly check-in. So yeah. JP, how are you doing? That's great. Um, <laughs> that would have been the perfect time to hit the crickets button. And you squandered it. <laughs> and you have the volume down. Super yeah. producer DJ, everybody. Hey, I know the buttons. Like, this one is this, uh, the crickets. <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Zans, how was uh, your week? It's had a lot of ups and downs, for sure. Yeah, um, that's how the, the sun and the moon move. They move up in the sky and they back don't down move. in the sky. 
the earth rotates on an axis around the sun. Not from my perspective. Okay. I don't even feel it. <laughs> You're not supposed to. It's gravity. <laughs> Who says? I like I like how that. Oh, Jesus. I like. <laughs> have you ever seen um, those uh, people like those flat earthers uh-huh. talk? <laughs> their literal their literal arguments were just no uh. Like oh the, the earth is spinning how why can't we feel it? And they're like oh because of the gravity and the way that and they're like no uh I feel it. I'm smart. <laughs> I'm like bro, chill out. Calm down. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. Why don't you just focus on paying your bills, you know? Maybe cuz they your- live in their parents' basement. They don't have to pay bills. They can't live in their parents' basement because their parents' basement is underneath, like, the earth because they don't believe in, like, I don't know, depth or something. I don't know. Fuck flat earthers. If you're out there, we love you. You're our fans, so we love you. <laughs> but if you're not our fans and you are flat earthers, uh, jump off the edge of the earth, I guess. Can we say that on here? In Minecraft. In Minecraft. In the video games. Okay. You can say that. So, but your week was filled with ups and downs, yeah, and all around. Sure. <laughs> Great. That's so, <laughs> last Tuesday was actually my dad's birthday. What? Nothing. Your your dad's birthday was last Tuesday. How was that? Um, well, I didn't get to take him out for it until fr- last Friday. Ooh. And um, we were supposed to go to Chesapeake's for some seafood because we never get to eat. Seafood, because my stepmom hates the smell. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up going to Token Game Tavern because my reservation didn't save into their system or something. And I almost got violent with the Space Invaders machine. Why would you attack? I didn't. I stomped the ground instead. Did you have like a little, like, uh, what's it called? Oh my gosh, tantrum. When- I have a lot of gamer rage, okay? <laughs> you're just sitting there and you're like, mine! It was my turn! And it's like... No, I was like playing the machine. Oh. I just kept losing. <laughs> ah, that sounds like a skill issue. It is, because I, I don't get to play Space Invaders a lot. It's on your phone for like two bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to pay two bucks to have it on my piece of shit phone. Ah, well, that's no way to talk about your phone. What if it's listening? Fuck you, phone. Fuck you, phone. Um, we hate you, phone. But... Friday was honestly, like, the worst before that because Thursday night into Friday morning, I woke up at, like, 2.30 after going to bed at, like, 12.30. So that's two hours of sleep because I was having Thanks. fucking... <laughs> you, know I'm don't, you know I'm not no good at math. <laughs> Thank you. Who said that was for you? Maybe that was for, like, whoever. JP? Yeah, that was for JP. JP, that was... That goes out to you, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Twelve thirty to two thirty is only two hours. <laughs> we hope you enjoy that one. He's gonna fucking yell at us when he gets back. Uh, <laughs> who, who? He may, he may not. He may just show up in the middle of this podcast. I don't know. He might. The cross-dimensional contact may come through. Anyway, <laughs> so you had just a. You only slept two hours. I learned yeah. that today. So because I was having a bunch of nightmares about my mom, so we and then I had to be at work at seven. Nightmares or night terrors? Nightmares. Okay. Night terrors you don't remember. I think I've never had a nightmare then, because I don't remember any of like 
the scare, I don't know, not my night terrors. I guess I just always have had night terrors. They're like, what scared you? And I'm like, oh, no. Just scared. <laughs> I woke up. <laughs> I woke up terrified. It's like I woke up and I was scared. So I cried. <laughs> <laughs> was it the waking up that scared you, do you think? I think it's like the it's just like it's just like I wake up and I'm just immediately in a ball of tears. The crushing weight of being alive. <laughs> At like fucking six. I'm just like, I can't do it. I, there's just so much responsibility. What yeah. about the taxes? Right. And they're like, dude, you're six. You should be <laughs> worrying about like putting your pants on the right way. No, so you, would you say your week your week was like overall like a C plus? Sure. Let's go with that. That sounds about right. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Oh man. How was your week? It, my week was uh my week was okay. You know? Like a lot just a I just work every, like, other day now, mm-hmm. so I'm constantly getting into, like, some bullshit. Um, let's see. I'm, I'm currently trying to, like, quarrel a fight happening between two brothers. Quarrel? A quarrel? Is that how you say it? Quarrel? Coral? Corral? Corral? Like the golden one? <laughs> <laughs> we don't take shit seriously. This is a fun episode. Um, no, like... It is a fun episode. Like, uh, you know, like, okay, so apparently uh, we need to get, like, some mowing done. And it's grown too much to where our mower can handle it. Mm -hmm. So we need someone to, like, mow it, like, cut it down to size so where we can start maintaining. And I asked one of my friends because he was willing to give me a good deal. I'm like, hey, could you mow our yard? And he's like, yeah, I can do that. Here's the problem, though. I know that he, he knew that his brother does also work for us, too. Like, he does some yard work when we need to. And... He's like, me and my brother don't get along. So if my brother catches me or figures out that I've done work for you, he may just, like, stop working for you guys and just may quit. And I'm like, why? And he goes, I don't know. He's a baby. That's real mature. Yeah. And I'm like, I've, I've like, known his brother, and his brother has never, I've never perceived him as, like, a child, you know? Like, I mean, I have when he was, like, a child, but, like, yeah, you know, I've never perceived him as being immature I've only heard about about it. Now, granted, I've heard about it from several sources, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. So I just go to my dad, and I'm like, Dad, what do we do? Because uh, w- w- who do we piss off? And he's like, I guess just take the chance, man. Just got to take the chance. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so not only – I told this guy, I'm like, hey, man, you can mow and weed eat our yard, and uh, we'll just worry about your brother when we cross that bridge. He's like, cool. So today – as I was like coming in to the show, I see his brother pulling into our yard and I'm like, why is he here? And it turns out after talking to like my dad, he apparently just had like free time and he's like, hey, I'm going to weed eat your yard. I'm like, cool. Thanks. Now I got to go tell your brother, don't do the weed, don't weed eat, just mow and you're good. So you know what? Overall, I've made a lot of money this week. We're doing all right. We're 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 doing okay in in the world of DJ Squared. Nice. Very delusional. Why delusional? We, we got to stay delusional. We got to stay positive, you know. Oh. Because okay. listen. Why is positivity a delusion to you? What would you gain positivity from living in reality? 
I do live in reality, and I manage to stay pretty positive. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sad out there, you know? I mean, yeah. I mean, look at the space. Look out in space. It's kind of sad. But, like, I bought a man a sandwich because he couldn't afford one for his pregnant wife the other day, and, like, his wife was pregnant? Yeah. My condolences. Mood. (laughs) Same. I was like, sorry. (laughs) I I think, no, uh, the other day, um, fucking guy, one of my friends was like, uh, he showed me a a Tinder uh, match that he got, Mm -hmm. and he's like, yeah, she's like 24, and I'm like, hold on a second, she's 24, dude, you're like 19. So I was wondering, what's like, I had this interesting conversation, even though they're both adults, what's Mm -hmm. the largest age gap you would do with an adult? It depends on, like, stage of life. So, like, like right now, I know um, the 11th doctor, Matt Smith, is coming under a lot of fire because he's 40, and he was, um, he's apparently, like, dating or was, like, flirting with a 24-year-old. Yeah, and a that, lot of people that are would like, call problematic because yeah. a 40-year-old and a 24-year-old are in such different places, like, developmentally. Yeah, like, that's 16 years apart. Someone could learn to drive. It's not even, like, the 16 years, though, because if they were, like, 60 and 76, that'd be a lot more normal. That'd be, like, fine. hmm But it's the fact that it's 40 and 24 because it's so drastic in different parts of life. So would you say if it was, like, oh, he's 44? six and she's 30 would that be like more i'd still be a little like hmm i don't know but i'd also be like maybe it'll work maybe it's fine yeah because like it's really weird because like he's 20 uh she's 24 he's like 19 20 ish and so it's like oh that's five years but is that weird Um, i don't know bro you might wanna i would call that weird i wouldn't date a 19 year old See, even like and when I'm 23. Yeah, I like even like um even like when I was like 17, the thought of like the 2-year gap of like it's like 17 and 15 are so different. Yeah. So like you would like you probably had this in high school where seniors would date freshmen. I don't know. I really wasn't involved in my high school. Yeah, but like I think it's happened in every high school where one senior like dates a freshman because it's just sure. yeah, and it's like that's weird. So, I, I just thought it was an interesting topic. So, if that guy ever listens to this podcast of, uh, fuck you, you know? On the same flip side of, like, me, I wouldn't date under 20. I also wouldn't date, like, 27 and older. So, yours is... Like, between 27 and 30, I could maybe, maybe make an exception. So, you're saying four years over... Is too much. No. I'm saying that because I'm 23. Yeah. Someone that's like 27 and older, there's a greater chance that because we're in like such different places developmentally, that maybe they're seeking someone that's significantly younger than them to have more control. Because a lot of the 27-year-olds that I have talked to before on like dating apps and stuff, they don't give a fuck. About, like, who you are. I need you to explain that. They don't give a fuck who they are, who you are. Yeah. Um. There's one in particular who we were just, like, chit-chatting. And he was at work, and he was like, I'm feeling kind of weird. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean you feel weird? Like, do you need to go home from work or something? He's just like, I'm feeling kind of frisky. And I'm like, okay. 
Gross way to phrase that you're feeling horny, first of all. Second of all, you're at work. Can I borrow that? That's I lo- wouldn't suggest that That's low-key hilarious. Can you say that again? <laughs> Which part? What he said to make him, to imply he's horny. That he was feeling kind of frisky. Frisky. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll we'll call back to last week. I'm feeling frisky, so I feel like porking. No. Can I just, can we Stop. say that? <laughs> can we See, I'm starting trends. Please don't. They call me DJ Squared, the trend master. <laughs> and not trend More as like trend master. Because you'd be working out. Trend master as in. Tread master. No, like trend. Because that trend's a drug that like lifters take to, you know, it's Maybe like steroids. Okay. No, but like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just like, yo, I can be like talking to like a girl and be like, hey, I just got to tell you, I feel like porking tonight. You in? She's going to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Maybe like within a relationship, I, sure. But I, if you just like started talking to this person, like beyond like, hey, what's up? And you're like, I'm feeling kind of frisky. No, stop. Okay, but to be fair, if you're on like those, uh, what? I wasn't on Tinder. I was on Bumble. Bumble, what? What's it? I don't get it. I don't get any of these sites anymore. Is Bumble for more serious relationships? It's marketed that way, and it's also like the women are supposed to make the first move. So, like, let's see. Tinder is for hookups, hookups. right? Okay. So, Bumble is for is advertised as more serious, right? Yeah. And then there's one more, I think, that's uh, for something else. Hinge. Hinge. That's supposed to be like you're fucking in it for life. Supposed to be like the marriage starter. Oh, sorry. See, I'm not. I'm not all for like if you're trying to get married and you're on a dating website. It's like go outside. I don't understand the concept of like dating to marry. Date to be happy. Dating to marry. I mean, like if you date to marry, you're gonna put up with a lot more shit than you should have to. Yeah, but isn't that the point? Because during marriage, you would put up for you would put up with a lot more shit than you would have to or while you, you were could dating. Find like. A decent partner that doesn't make you have to put up with a lot of bullshit. You're going to put up with a lot of bullshit either way. I mean, like, that's just kind of life. Okay, so it's like date to marry as in, like, put up with when your partner casually puts you down in front of other people because you're dating to marry. Like, you are trying to get married. I wouldn't say that. Like, obviously treat your partner with basic... DJ, there are so many women that actually do this. I'm not just, like, pulling this out of my ass. I just don't, like... I don't think if you're dating to marry, you, your tolerance for, like, bullshit that is, like, put on you by your partner goes up. It I think definitely it, does. I think it's actually lessened because I think you're looking for that partner, so you don't want to deal with all that. You're, you're much more willing to cut the crap because you, um, you're willing to, like, listen, I don't want to, I don't want to drag this on. I want to, I want to get married. I want to, like, have, you know, whatever. I want to have a life. I'm just not gonna put up with this. I'm just gonna go and not waste my time. You know, I don't know. That would be you my. You would opinion. think, but because people are like, I can't keep dating till I'm like 40 because I'm trying to date to marry. Like I want to be married. They're gonna end up putting up with a lot more bullshit. Th- that's a very interesting perspective. What's your like alternative though? Like to, to be happy. Like, like if this person like makes you happy and you feel like that. Whatever problems you do have are worth working through because they're fucking excellent and you're excellent together. Great. Who cares if you fucking get married? You don't have to get married. 
You can be together for 20 years and not be married in so, a committed relationship. Yeah, but I always feel, I mean, so you're just saying, like, I don't know, the thought of, like, people staying together for that long and not getting married, I don't know, it may just be, like, for my southern traditional mindset, that just seems bonkers to me, you know? And to be fair, I have I have family members who are like that who have been together as long as, like, I've been alive, mm-hmm. who have not gotten married because uh, it's two women. And so, like, in the South and, like, in that environment, it's, like, a little iffy, but, you know, it's, like... I mean, even straight couples, though, there are so yeah. many that are together for, like, fucking two decades. Yeah, but, like, uh, it goes across all, uh, you know, preferences and orientations. Like, just the thought of two people being, like, in a romantic relationship for, like, well over, like, let's say five years, six years, and, like, just not getting married. I'm just like, that's kind of nuts, you know? Why? It, it just, it's not like it's bad. It's not like a bad thing. It's just like, oh, I don't get that. What about it? What do wrong you not with get? you? <laughs> it's like, what wrong with you? And I just point at him in the store. What about it do you not get, though? Like, I just feel like getting married is like, first of all, it's like more of like a societal thing now than anything. I feel like it's like, oh, we, we should get married because it'd be a whole thing. And it's like a testament. It's a proclamation that we are going to be together forever, you know, that we love each other this much. But you can also just like say that. Yeah, like, you're saying it to each other, but, like, the wedding... Like, I think most weddings, like, are done more now for religious reasons than anything, you know? Like, uh... I hate weddings. Really? Why? get free food. They're so expensive for what? I don't think they're expensive. You just gotta, like, know the right people. They're so expensive. There's literally a whole industry of, like, buy a $100,000 dress and pay, like, fucking so much fucking money on a, a cake... Yeah. Just the cake alone. Like, I get it, but I've actually, my sister recently got married earlier this year, and I've seen the process of, like, all the stress from, like, getting everything set up. Of and one wedding. Of one wedding. That's true. Of, like, one wedding, but, like, the payoff of it and, like, the happiness that her and her husband had in that moment and everything and, like, the memories I mean, and everything's there. if that's what they want to do, then, like, fine. But you could also just save up all that money and take a kick-ass vacation with your significant other. That's called a honeymoon. That would typically maybe be, like, a week or a few days if you have the wedding because you blew all your money on the wedding. But you could have, like, a really sick vacation and not have a wedding. Yeah, a really sick vacation. We're both going to get COVID. Oh my We're just going to stay home. No. Or you could put a down payment on a house. That's Whatever. that actually might be the better option because the housing market's crazy. But um no, like if I don't know, like if you're if you're just staying together and you're not getting married, I also feel like that's leaving the door open for like it, Ew, I hate that. Why? Explain. Because you're committed to each other. How is that leaving the door open? Because it's always like, oh, we're not married, you know? I think that's always been the thing. It's like, oh, we're not married, though. So it's like, we you can always just get up and leave, and it's like a whole thing, no, you know? No, you can't. I don't know. Like, that's, I'm thinking, see, my brain is like in the, it's like in the late, and late 1900s, you know? That's the term. 
I just coined that. The late 1900s. Are you talking about the 90s? Because if you are, I'm going to fucking scream. I'm talking about the, like, 60s. Okay. And 50s and, like, 70s. Maybe, maybe the 80s, you know? Okay. But, like, that era, you know? Because, like, that's how, that's when my parents were born. So that's what, that's, like, the values I was instilled with. You know sure. what I mean? So that's how, like, I view, like, relationships and marriage and all that stuff. So, I don't know. I guess, like, I'm an old-timer. I guess I'm an old man. I mean... guess I'm an old son of a bitch. Like, sometimes you're just too poor to get married. Yeah, I'm like, that's true. Like, I'm not saying, like, it's Also, not fuck the government. Yeah, but, like, you can always, like, go to Vegas or get eloped or, like, just, like, go to a courthouse and be like, hey, we want to get married. And they're going to be like, cool, you got, got like, paperwork? Because apparently paperwork is, like, super important. Yeah, and it's also that is also like costly. Costly. I don't know how much like a marriage certificate actually is. It's got to be like four bucks. It's definitely more than that. It is. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first, folks. A marriage certificate is definitely over four bucks. In Tennessee, it's a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. You said earlier that a hundred dollars is not that much. You did say that. In, like, day-to-day life, yeah, like, because that's the price of groceries. But if you have to decide between groceries and a marriage certificate, I'm picking groceries. Yeah, but how much How much do you need that kale? I'd never buy kale, first of all. Why don't you buy kale? I can't fucking afford it, DJ. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, so do you have a lot of, uh, have you, like, met a lot of people who are in, like, long-lasting relationships and they've just never got married? Um, well, I currently live with people who have been together for two decades. What? And aren't married. Can I guess? Sure. It's your aunt. No. Fuck! (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) We're okay. We're okay. We're good. (laughs) Can I, can I get another guess? Yeah. <laughs> what what are you gonna say? Your uncle. No. <laughs> Damn it. No, it's your obviously it's your dad, right? Yeah. And your stepmom. Yeah. Okay. Well that's crazy. How does that dynamic work? Like, uh they're not married. Like, would you say there is the I don't know how I don't know how I should phrase this. Do you think there would there would be besides marriage any conceivable difference than that of like the quote unquote nuclear family of like an average They are not the people to ascribe to the nuclear family dynamic. Like like or or a modern like, you know, healthy relationship between like a They're fucking obsessed with each other, so like they're fine. They're obsessed with each other? Yeah. I, like in a healthy way. I but feel like I I you said that, but you said it with, like, such, like... I just, I have to see them flirt, like, all the time. It's st- they've been together for, like, what? How long? Literally 20 years. 20 years and they still flirt? Yeah. They're like, stop. Stop. I mean, not like that, because that's weird. No, I, no, I, I do. Wait, what? But I do that, like, anywhere. So, that's not a flirt. That's just a weirdism I'd have. No. We already did that episode. Yeah, we did. Sad. <laughs> we should just cut it, take it off the take it off uh, the Spotify list, and I just think we should revisit that because I've thought of a lot more for myself personally. Like what? 
This we're, isn't the episode. We're doing it now. No, we're not. No, we've got a whole docket of stuff like Black Mirror Season 6, Episode 3, the the sea one. Beyond the sea. Is D. Actually. No. Then it goes E. Oh, my God. And then it goes F. I learned this the other day. They made a whole song about it. It's crazy. I learned the alphabet last week. It's like it's like it's crazy that you can talk. <laughs> they say I'm like the smartest man ever. <laughs> My whole life is just me pretending <coughs> this is idiocracy and I'm the one guy. I haven't seen idiocracy. Oh my god, you love I it. I know what it's about, but I just haven't been able to watch it. So you told me earlier today that this you this for this analysis, you may or may not have something special. Yeah, I made it into a little bit of a trivia game type of thing. Because I was a little bit inspired by Bandersnatch because we keep bringing up Bandersnatch every time we talk about a... Uh, what are you doing? I've never brought up Bandersnatch once in my life. Okay. That's a true story. <laughs> I said we keep bringing it up. As in, like, the pod. Why do you keep it gets brought up on the pod. <laughs> you know what my favorite fucking joke is? When people keep saying we... I'm like, why, why do you keep speaking French in the middle of these English sentences, bro? It's funny that you say that. Um, anyway, I was a little <laughs> bit inspired by Vanderstein. <laughs> Would you leave me alone it's so funny. I can get this It out? is funny that I said that. It will be funny in a fucking minute. Okay. Okay. I was a little bit inspired by Bandersnatch because it keeps coming up in our discussions of Black Mirror. So I'm going to like give some details and then ask you a question give you some options for you to answer it. I'm I'm the child, so I really want the questions to not be centered around the episode. Too it's going to be like, Stacy walks into the bar and notices that the bartender has a scar over her left eye. When you order pizza, do you order one toppings or two? And I just don't want the questions to be fucking related to anything. Too bad. It's related to the fucking episode. So, it's funny that you said, uh, why are we talking in fucking French or whatever? Because um, throughout the episode, they keep playing the song La Mer, which is the French version, or the original version in French of Beyond the Sea. The song. Yeah. I know that. Did you? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I lied. So, where's our for where's our story start? So this is the episode with Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul and that is if I'm not mistaken, he his most famous role is Jesse from Breaking Bad, right? Sure, but to me his most famous role is uh from BoJack Horseman. To me because his he's Todd. To me his fa- his most famous role is from um Oh my god, I had this joke right on the top of my head and I lost it. There's nothing El, on your head. El Camino. Do you know El Camino? No. So it was like a movie that like was a spinoff of Breaking Bad to show where Jesse's character went. Mm. And like apparently it was I've not. I've never seen Breaking Bad. It was not received well. The movie wasn't received well. The show was received really yeah, well. Yeah, no, I know. People are still like, oh my God, Breaking Bad. They're like, bro, he made meth. That's crazy. I'm like, it is. Gotta be very smart. Anyway, we're talking. We're not talking about Breaking Bad. We're talking about Breaking Black Mirrors. So, sure. Yes. Um. 
So this takes place in an alternate version, like a high-tech version of 1969, like the year. Nice. Yeah. Um, Sex number. (laughs) (laughs) The episode opens with a look into the lives of our two main characters, David and Cliff. Cliff? Yes, that's Aaron Paul's character. 1969, and we're still naming people Cliff? Yes. Man, they should have named that kid like Kermit or something. That was a popular name in 1969. It was. Not Kermit, but Cliff. Well, Kermit was, you know, relatively normal around 1969. I don't believe that. Well, I mean, Kermit was a normal name, like, before the show. It was, like, an actual, like, you would find a lot of people named Kermit. And I, s- I don't believe that. You don't have to believe it. That's a <laughs> fact. I'm going to look that up later. I read it somewhere. Mm. In my notebook. Sure. Because I wrote it down. <laughs> So our two main characters are opening up and they're looking at their past, right? Their memories. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We start off with David drawing a portrait of his young daughter and son together. Lily's the oldest. And she's complaining about having to sit for the portrait because it's Ricky's birthday, not hers. And she's saved when her mom comes in and is like, is everyone ready to go to the family outing? So my first question is, what movie did they go to see? 1969. A, The Love Bug. B, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. C, Barbarella. Or D, Barbenheimer Double Feature. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I really want to choose D. Like, it's so bad. Um, I want to say Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. You would be correct. Hey! Good job. I am so smart. That's the end of the podcast. I'm riding this high <laughs> all the way to next week. Me when we did the wrestling game. Ah. Um, so they go to see Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, and after the movie, they're stopped by a young couple asking um, if David is who he is, like David Ross, because astronaut, um, and saying stuff like, OMG, you feel so real, yada, 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 because we'll get there. Um, when David's family gets home, his wife notices a strange van parked on the street near their house as the kids are racing each other to the door. Then we cut to see Cliff chopping wood with his young son observing. Is that a sexual innuendo? No. Okay. He's chopping wood with his young son observing. Ew. That's gross. It's not. He's <laughs> just chopping wood. He's chopping actual wood with an actual axe. I d- it's like, I like saying that. Like saying that in public, just like out of context, just being like, yes, he's chopping actual wood with an actual axe. And that maybe that's not actual wood or that's not an actual axe. Mm-hmm. It might be a fake axe. It might be a tomahawk. We don't know. <laughs> anyway, so Cliff Cutting is... Cutting wood would be kind of hard with a tomahawk. Why? Why? You get a big enough one. Then it would stop being a tomahawk. What would it be? An axe! God dang it! We're figuring it out. We're learning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's chopping wood and... He comments that he's not used to the grip yet because his hand keeps, like, slipping. Um, And then he brings the wood in and mentions that Henry, his son, was wondering when dinner would be to his wife, Lana. What are the dynamics of the Cliff household like? Are they A, loving, B, cheerful, C, distant, or D, tense? Okay, so this is 1969. What was the first option? A, loving. 
It's not loving. B, cheerful. I don't think it's cheerful. C, distant. Or D, tense. See, distant and tense is weird. I So I'm assuming like 1969, that's kind of like, I'm going to say distant. You would be correct. Hey, two for two. There's a scene of Cliff and his wife washing dishes, and they feel more like roommates than husband and wife. Like, they're not really touching each other. They're not looking at each other. Cliff literally turns away. Well, yeah, that's how they used to do it back in the day. The the father would come People home. married for love, bro. Even back in the day. The father would come home and be like, hey, honey, I'm home. I'm going to go in the study and drink my whiskey and emotionally ignore you. Well, he was, he's Have not a great quite day. like that. Um. Anyway, the parallel scene to that scene of Cliff and Lana washing dishes is after David's family returns home and the kids are put to bed, um, he does some hand stuff with his wife while she drinks a cocktail and they listen to La Mer. La Mer? Yeah, the song. That the French it, song. That's a, that actually means the mare. No, it doesn't. It means beyond the sea. <laughs> no, my favorite, uh, you know, Sp- you know a little bit of Spanish, Mike, yeah. right? So it's like, say like a Spanish, like a la and then a noun in Spanish, right? Do you want me to actually say yeah, one? Yeah, la like ensalada. La, la ensalada. <laughs> I did not, I, I, I butchered it. What was it? La. La. Ensalada. La ensalada. Yeah. That means the ensalada. It means the salad. No, it means the ensalada. <laughs> okay. That's my favorite Spanish joke to do to anybody. I'm like that actually. Yeah, you do that a lot. It's like El Biblioteca. That actually means the biblioteca. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go into interviews. La discoteca. <laughs> I'll go into interviews and they'll be like, do you know any uh, like other languages? And I'm like, yeah, and a little bit of Spanish, a little bit of Chinese, you know. They're like, really? What's uh, what's like uh, this? And I'm like, oh, that's a pen. <laughs> and then I'll sit there in silence and they'll be El like. El Um, I can say my name in <laughs> Chinese and that's about it. What's your name in Chinese? Uh, Wo Yao Jin Da Kong. So. Interesting. Yeah. I don't even know if that's my name. That was like the name I was given for the class. Ah. So, anyway, there's a parallel scene between the distant um, Cliff and his wife, and that scene is... David and his wife doing hand stuff while she drinks a cocktail and they listen to La Mer. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't... I don't know if my brain just chose to ignore it, but the hand <laughs> stuff just clicked. I was like the missing piece. Wait, is it him doing hand stuff? Yeah. Is it the two in the pink, one in the stink? Um, they're not really in a position for it to be quite like that. You can bend. They're not they're standing up. They're standing up, yeah. 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 So viewers She's not I, tall enough for that. She's not tall enough for that? Yeah. Skill issue. Anyway. Okay. So they're a very loving couple. Yes. Good. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the guys both get alerts that something on the ship needs their attention. And you may be like, what fucking ship are you talking about? So they're actually astronauts um, on a currently on a mission. They're two years deep into a mission. And how they're like on Earth is these replicas that... What? Nothing. You're just making a weird face. Nothing. I was thinking. I make weird faces okay. when I think. Is it because you don't have your thinking cap? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, a mission. 
that's a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what car it is, <laughs> but I know <laughs> one is. No, now I know the obscure reference. This mission is not a car. There was this fucking TV show on Netflix a long time ago called Friday Night Tykes. Okay. This show was centered around youth football in Texas. And one of the teams was the Missions. Let me tell you, you should w- honestly watch it. I think it encapula- encapsulates um, youth sports very well. But that's just like my little tangent is Missions were a team on that show. And that's where my brain went. <laughs> so, like, is is there a reason? Is the ship that they're on leave in 1969? Or is that like the... No, they're two years into the mission. They're two years into the mission. So yeah. when did the mission... Is, the, is there any context for the mission? Or we're just like, oh... Two years into we don't this really mission. know what the mission is. Okay, because I'm curious why the 1969 setting. That's just what it is. I'm just like like um all of the high tech stuff looks very much like how people in the 50s and 60s thought the future would look like. If you've ever looked into that, like when they're like, "This will be the home of the future," and it's like still very retro looking. Oh, so like fridges and retro stuff. futuristic in terms of like yeah. cyber, uh, not cyberpunk, uh, Fallout. Fallout on how they did most of their sure. futuristic tech. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll get more into that in a second, but like their consciousness is on Earth in these what they call replicas, which is basically like them, but I think like I've seen robot. clips of this. Isn't Probably. it when they go to sleep, they wake up on the ship? Yes. And then they live out their lives there. But the thing is, like, so they have these special chairs on like Earth. That they go and sit in, and it looks like almost like a barbershop chair. Mm-hmm. Um, they go and sit in it, and they have, like, this little keypad that looks like very old calculators. Yeah. Like, the ones that only do, like, the most basic functions. And they, like, type some stuff into that, and then they fall asleep. But, like, we see this when they get they both get alerts on their wristwatches, because they both have matching watches. Oh, how cute. It's so that, Yeah. It is kind of cute. But, um, so it's basically like their consciousness is moving from, like, the replica to back on the ship. Mm-hmm. And then that's when they wake up on the ship and go do, like, their ship stuff. So, where am I at? I lost my spot in my notes. Okay. So when they wake up on the spaceship after this specific alert... Um, the problem on the ship is that there is a crack in the solar coating. So my next question is, who physically leaves the ship to fix the issue? Is it A, Cliff, or B, David? Okay, so I'm going to, I want to explain my answer. I'm going to say it's Cliff because we saw him working with tools. Or not tools, but we saw him, like, working. Yeah. And so I'm going to assume Cliff is, like, more of a handyman. You're right. I am so You're good. You're so good at this. I should basically write Black Mirror at this point. I don't know about that. Maybe if they, if you did, like, a parody. Man enters the store, and we see him grab the 34-inch dragon dildo. He leaves the store. I thought this was going to circle back to the tampons thing. End of episode. So, no, um... Do we want to tell that story on the air? If the you tampons want to, thing, but we don't have to. Well, no, we're so I'll I'll mention Do it real out quick. Yourself. J, uh, JP, if you're listening, tune into this uh, timestamp. I'll give it to you in the group chat. But um, I didn't did not know 
that uh, women's products like tampons and pads and all that um, had different sizes. I, t- I said this at work because um, one of the customers said, hey, can I return these this box of tampons? It was the wrong size. And I looked at her like I was conf- like she had discovered fire. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and she's like, I got the wrong size. And I'm like, what? And just, yeah, just go go get it. Okay. We're going to have to check if all of them are there or whatever. And then I look at my front end manager, who happens to be a woman, and I just go, they come in different sizes? She's like, yeah, they come in different sizes. I'm like, so it's different. Is it like the size of your pussy or what? And she's like, no, it's... Did you actually say that to your manager? No, I, I think I did not say pussy. I said vagina. Okay. Because I'm professional. That's much better. I'm professional. I'm like, so I, I think I went, because it's the size of your, you know, your, uh, I'm trying to like imply it without uh-huh. saying it. And then she's like, no, it's like flow. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking weird. Thanks. I'm like, I just never would have thought of that, you know? I'm like, I I don't experience it, so I, I just never would have thought of it. So, Jay. Maybe you should learn. No. Read up. Ignorance is bliss. I'd rather not. Okay. If I don't know anything, then I'm pretty happy. There's the there's your delusion right there. So, anyway, Cliff right. goes out to the side of the ship. Now, what's, like, their space, their, like, what's the shape of the ship? Is it, like, it's a It's so weird. It's not, like, a traditional ship. It's, like... There's, like, the main column. It's almost kind of, like, dick-shaped, but if you had a really weird dick. Is it, like, sperm-shaped? No. It's, like, dick-shaped, but if you had a really weird dick. It's a very phallic. You know what? I'll look it up here. Okay. Uh, Dicks on Google. Good. I think that'll work. Do that. Especially if you're on your school account. Listen, I've looked up a lot of things on this school account, so. Uh, Like what? Um... I think it was like a, a site where, nope, I know, um, because someone who used to work here, um, I'll say their name silently right now, um, was asking, we were like, <laughs> shut up, Siri. It was Siri. So Siri asked me like, like wait, something. we got on the conversation of Feet Finder. So I okay. went on Feet Finder on this computer That's on school Wi-Fi. I got to say, though, their UI is all right. Very helpful. Okay, so this spaceship, there's, like, this long tube that's, like, the main base. And then that's, like, if the tube was horizontal. And then there's two, like, protrusions coming out of that tube on either side. I just want to tell you right now, looking up Black Mirror Season 6, Episode 3, the minute I put the S, one of the search results was stupid. (laughs) So It's not stupid. Not stupid. No, I'm not seeing any pictures. Wait, Kate Mara is in this one? Yeah, that's Lana. That's Lana. Okay. Is this the scene you're talking about right here? Where they do the thing? I haven't gotten there yet. What do you mean you haven't gotten there yet? That's Lana and Cliff. That's not David and his wife. God, gosh darn it. I just spoiled my episode. This sucks. Okay, stop looking. You're going to spoil things All right. even more. So, uh, Cliff is on the outside of the ship. He is uh, saving the world, or th- at least He's the ship. He's saving the ship. 
Um, the coding gets fixed, and the guys return to the main areas of the ship. Guys, did both of them go? So David has to like open the airlock and stuff. Okay, and make sure that like Cliff isn't gonna die, and like help him suit up and everything. That's nice. And then Cliff actually like exits the ship. So what's the relationship between Cliff and David at this point? I'm Are getting there. Okay. They return to the main areas of the sh- You always ask me questions, right, as I'm about to answer them. <laughs> if you just wouldn't interrupt me. You should see me in the movie theater. I'm the oh worst. Oh, my God. Are you that fucking person that's like when you're watching a movie like, why did they get kidnapped? Wait, where are they going? What are we looking at right now? No, I'm that person. In the- By the way, this is a fun story. The last two movies I went to see, completely empty theaters. I was the only Hell person yeah. in them. That's yeah. the best. And I was just like sitting there. I'm like, oh. And then like sat, and I'm like, cool. They closed my favorite AMC. Is it the permanently? Damn, that shit sucks. It does. Like that's where I saw Renfield. Like Renfeld. Like Ren- three months ago, or whatever. Renfeld. No. When he was chasing Dracula. <sighs> Did he? So why are you the worst in a movie theater? Like, no, I I don't talk. Like I'm not a. I'm not a good person to, like, take to the movies because I do not conversate, like, before the movie. I just don't talk to anybody. Wait, before the movie? Like, yeah, before like... Before it starts? Like, like during the commercials or anything, I don't. I watch the com- I watch them, and I, like, watch the previews and everything. Okay. I just don't talk. I don't talk in the theater. I just feel like that's disrespectful. So, like, that's... You'd actually probably be, like, my favorite person to see a movie with then. Yeah, but I also, I also don't like sitting next to the person. The only person I've sat next Perfect. to is my dad. I leave one seat open because I do not like my arms. I don't yeah. like squeezing my tits together. <laughs> you know? They're too big. Uh, they're, it's hard. My n- <laughs> Your <laughs> nips are hard. Nip- <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm like, dude, stop. Nips are hard in the theater. It's cold. They're chafing against my calves. Whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck kind of position are you in in the movie theater? Beetle. (laughs) Okay. So So I guess you go to Cinnabar. No. (laughs) I used to go to the one that was closed. Rip. That was my favorite one, like, ever since I was a kid. Well, it's the only one we went to, so. I think we went to Cinnabar once where I sat next to someone who was the worst. Because they had watched this movie before me, and I had not seen it for the first time. So all while I'm sitting there, they're nudging my shoulder, and they're like, "Hey, watch this. It's pretty cool, huh?" And you know what the worst part? Can you guess what the movie was? Transformers. Avengers Endgame. Oh. So all like the secrets and all the spoilers. They're like, they're like, "Hey, dude, watch this." And I'm like, "Dude, don't spoil it. Just let me enjoy it. Yeah. Let me watch it. That sucks. I'm sorry. Don't be." I don't Fine. know. I don't know him anymore. You can't tell me what to do. Actually, I will be sorry. It sucks that you had to watch Endgame with spoilers. Now you're muted. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I did watch the new Transformers though. It's not. It's not my favorite. Why? I don't. I don't like human characters in my Transformers. Oh. So I don't, and I don't sense. find the human characters very charming. I don't think they're good characters. I think. Um. Oh my gosh, he's the dude. Um. I think it's the guy who starred in In the Heights, and um, he was in the Hamilton play. It's not Lin-Manuel Miranda, but anyway, he's like the new human. 
And his like his whole thing is that he's friends with this transformer. He has a brother, and he's former military. That's his entire character, and it sucks because I'm just like you are here for no reason, or no. His reason for coming is well, if we got to save the world, I got to be a part of it. And I'm like, what is your issue? And then the chick, there's a chick in it too. And the only reason she's in the movie, and I kind of find this is lame, is that she's the only one who can read the Cybertronian mm-hmm. in the movie. And I'm like, they're ro- they're, there's Transformers right there. They can read the code. They can piece it together. Because she's like a historian, and so like the plot put her in a position where she was interacting with Transformers and everything, and I'm like, I really don't care for these Transformers. That and Pete Davidson is one of the Transformers, and I hate him. Stop putting Pete Davidson in things. I don't... Oh my gosh, let's see. I did not very much like the voice cast for this one. I mean, Peter Cullen is Optimus Prime, instant classic. Like, he's Optimus Prime. He's Optimus Prime in the same way Kevin Conroy is Batman, Mark Hamill is Joker, all that. But, like, everyone else felt really let down. Mm -hmm. Like, um, the Maximals were fine. I didn't hate them. Um, RC was kind of cool. Wheeljack I hated because he just does not look like Wheeljack, and he does not talk like Wheeljack. And in the the story, it makes sense, but, like, it's not the case. I don't want to talk about Transformers Rise of the Beast. It's not my favorite, though. Anyway, so Clyde and – not Clyde, Cliff – I said Clyde. I meant Cliff. Shut up. Cliff and David. David. <laughs> they go. get back to the main areas, and they're having, they start, like, some small talk about Cliff's new home because he just bought a home and like, not, I feel like if I say country, it's going to bring the wrong rural? image to mind. Yeah, it's more rural. Okay. And, um. David was asking how, like, Henry and Lana were liking it, but when he was asking how Lana likes it, he was being, like, a little creepy. Um, Because he was, like, I think, or is it going to be cosmopolitan enough for her or whatever? And um, he just has, like, this strange player, like, fuckboy attitude about his phrasing. It just feels gross when he's saying it. But it's 1969. Okay, but, like... Fuckboy talk, which has got to be very interesting. It's not. It feels, like... It feels like modern. I said interesting. It doesn't feel like 1969, though. Like, they're using regular words. I'm sorry. If they aren't saying Riz, it's not (laughs) modern. That's... They talk like normal humans, not like chronically online people. You ain't risen on my knob, bro. Is that what the kids say? I don't know. Anyway, so he's being very <laughs> weird when he's talking about Lana. Yeah, and it seems like Cliff picks up on it as he like starts to like really try to end the conversation. And then they go back to the rooms and back into their replicas. My next question. Why does David, as his replica, wake up in the middle of the night? Answer A, midnight snackies. Answer B. The wife is looking for round two of what they started earlier and got interrupted. Mm-hmm. Um, C, Ricky, the birthday boy, can't stop throwing up. Or D, there's a ruckus downstairs. D, ruckus. Why are you so good at this? Because I've read books. 
and so therefore I am full Have of you? knowledge. I've read like four. Ah. Uh, like oh, I've read over four. In like your whole life or? Yeah. Or just this year? Oh, that's great. That's a great question. <laughs> over, over my whole life. Because I was like thinking, I'm like, man, did did I read this book series in 2023? And I'm like, no, I didn't. It was last year, so I've read the book series. Uh, it was the it's the Robert uh, Langdon series, Dan Brown, the, the Da Vinci Code. Oh, okay. yeah. All right. So David goes downstairs, wooden bat as his weapon of choice, to meet a group of people that have broken into a super cool mid mod home. Um, their names are Kappa, Sigma, Theta, and Epsilon. Those are Pokemon, <laughs> and you cannot convince me otherwise. They're not Pokemon. Um, they are in here, and I'm going to tap my brain. <laughs> so, continue. I love the echo. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all hot air, so whatever. So their leader is Kappa. Um, side note, during this whole scene, like the first time I watched it, I kept thinking to myself, man, this Kappa guy looks a lot like McClay Culkin. Who? Who's McClay Culkin? How do you say his name? Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. <laughs> I can never say his name correctly. McClay. So I'm sorry. The guy that married Brenda Song. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Tell me you're kidding. He married Brenda Song? Yeah. That's they're crazy. Together. They have a kid together. At least one kid. One kid? Oh, my gosh. Anyway. That's like when I found out. Never mind. That's no, a, say it. No, no. because it. It's two people you won't know. You don't know that. It's when when I found out Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch got married. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I know who Seth Rollins is. Who is he? He's a sports guy. Sports guy. Yeah. What who what does he play? That I can't answer. But I know that name. You wanna know something funny? What? Wrestler. Wrestling's a sport. Sports entertainment. Vince McMahon would cut your head off if you said sports. Why do you think I care what Vince McMahon thinks? He's Man. fucking gross. He is gross. But you know what? Anyway. How do you say his name again? Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Um, Macaulay Coffin. And I was like, he looks so much like him, but I know it's not him. Because apparently he has a fucking brother, which I didn't know, because it's Rory Culkin that's playing Kappa. Who was also the little boy in Signs. And I don't know how I didn't know that because I fucking love Signs. Speaking of aliens. I love that movie. <laughs> and I didn't fucking know. He was also in Scream 4. Can I have, like, just a little, like, anytime you're, like, talking, like, in front of a camera, just a little bar under you that says, Zans, love Signs. Why? <laughs> I think that would be funny. That's like my screensaver I used to have, uh, like uh, something weary concerned about signs. I have no idea. It was oh. just really fun. I just died laughing at the side of it, and I'm like, <laughs> I need this to look at every day. I mean, sure. So, Rory. Yeah, Rory Culkin. Is Kappa. Um. And so what are these people doing in this house? So it's like this little cult. They break in and they start asking morbid questions about David's replica. Like, does he have a dick? 
and etc. Um, literally, one of them is like, "Do you have a cock?" They did not say it like that. They yes, did not she go, did. did. She not, literally fucking did. They did not go like, "Do you have a cock?" <laughs> that is how she said it. I swear to God. I hate this fucking show. Why do we even do this segment? Why? So, it's so weird. It's not weird. It's funny. Don't get on your phone. <laughs> I'm checking to see if I've got texts from lady folk. <laughs> okay. So, what, like your mom? Ultimate your mom joke right there. Huh, loser? Huh, did your mom text you? <laughs> Checking up on you? Making sure you're you okay? <laughs> no, because I was implying how it was like risen oh. out here. Are you? Am I? <laughs> I don't know. I go up to my friends all day. I'm like, hey, how do you riz? Question mark. <laughs> okay. And then I'm like, I got joking riz. They call that jizz. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> so this little Colt asks this man if he's got a cock. And yeah. David says no. Well, he becomes like really aggressive really fast like he refuses to answer any of the questions he's just like get the fuck out of my house you don't know you don't want to know if i have a cock and it's like that's really not the best path because it's clearly like a disturbed group of individuals Mm -hmm. have broken in not to steal anything they've broken in for you so maybe don't get like super aggressive maybe try to like de-escalate the situation i don't know just a suggestion it's actually pronounced escalate I'm not making that up. I know my voice sounds laughy, but it's not. Don't do that. That's going to hurt. <laughs> um, shit. So this cult, David oh, got very yeah, aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're accusing him of like being like dangerous, like a crime against humanity, like against nature, all of that. And um they end up like overtaking him like pretty quickly. Like he swings the bat twice and then they're all on him. He didn't hit anybody, I don't think. Loser. Yeah. He didn't stand up very well. <laughs> but um they like pin him down and Kappa wants to like see what's inside of him. So he cuts off his arm. Like yeah. and yeah. his forearm. Yeah, now does that hurt David? <sighs> I don't know. Because you could also, like, if this is a replicant, you could probably turn off pain sensors or something. I don't know if it hurt him. I wasn't paying attention to that. But, um... Things happen. What comes out, it's like, there's, like, normal robot shit that you would expect. And then there's also, like, this weird yellow oil that's supposed to be, like, blood, I guess. I think it's just oil. But why... It doesn't make sense for, like, what's inside of him and there just being, like, that much oil circulating. It's weird. The oil's acting like blood. (sighs) I'm just going, like, off what you're saying, you know? Uh Uh-huh. So, anyway, they cut him up and they look inside and they're like, what's the response? It elicits, like, a really well-delivered line of, you don't even bleed right, from Kappa. It's such a good line. Kappa is so fucking creepy and Rory Culkin did such a good job. It's very good. Rory Culkin, we would love to have you on the show. Deadass? Yeah. So um, we can talk about your nephew or niece. Your, uh, what would that be? I don't, 
I get confused when it comes to family stuff because I don't really have a lot of family. No, like the general term for like your sibling's child, I non-gendered. Don't think there is one. Really? I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, so they they're like you don't even bleed, right? Yeah. I assume they're country. They're not. It's California. California. And San Diego. That was literally what went in my head, too, when I said it. But um, they knock him unconscious and hog tie him on the couch while they gather up and tie up his family. Cool. And then Kappa proceeds to say that defying nature must have a cost, and that cost is that they kill David's family in front of him while he can't do anything, and then smear their blood all over the walls and set his replica on fire. Oh, that's they sound lovely. Yeah. Good for them. Great. And you know what? What? That's the first 20 minutes of an 80-plus minute episode. Oh, my God. <laughs> we took an hour to get there. Oh, shit. My bad. It's because you keep distracting me. I'm just having fun. I know. So what's the I'm next a good time. question? So Cliff gets a phone call about it, like, in the middle of the night. Yeah. From, I guess, ground control. Because, like, his family could also be in danger... But it's also just to inform him, like, this is what David's going through. It's fucking crazy, dog. Um, <laughs> what? Yo, Cliff, you will not believe this <laughs> shit. <laughs> so, anyway. So he goes to check on David. Like, he leaves his replica and goes to check on David. Um, he finds David crouched in the greenhouse on board. Just rocking back and forth. Staring at the plants. So if David's replicant dies. His replica was destroyed. The replica is not alive. So, okay, if his replica is destroyed, is his consciousness destroyed? No. um, We see when he was knocked unconscious earlier before it was destroyed, he basically, like, gets knocked out of the system. Okay. Um, So the same thing happens, like, as his replica is being destroyed. Uh, fuck. David yells at him to get out, so Cliff returns to his replica, because David meant, like, get the fuck off the ship. Like, get away from me. And, well, before that, he talks to Ground Control, who confirms that he's probably still in shock, and the best thing would be to give him some space to, like... You're telling me... That if a man watches his family get murdered right in front of him, even though they're not real, he might need some space. His family was real. Wait, his family down his on family Earth. His family is human. Down on Earth yes, is real. he created this human family. Like, his kids are probably like eight and six. Yeah. Oh, so they aren't replicants. They are not on this mission. No. Oh. They're on Earth. They're actually fucking dead. And while he's in his replica... He can't do anything about it because he's fucking in a spaceship. Skill issue. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, where was I at? Cliff is told to give him space. Yeah. Snapshot. Okay. That's right there. Also, I was going into another thought. Like, that was the end of that thought. I had to find the end of that thought to find the beginning of the next one. That's crazy. I've never seen you have more than one thought. That's a fucking lie, bitch. Are we um, sure? Um, yeah, so. Uh, don't make me threaten you again. I'm not 
So Cliff. Uh, we find out David's wife's name was Jessica after she's dead, by the way, because Lana says it while she's having a conversation with Cliff about like what happened, why they can't just make him another replica, et cetera, et cetera. So we find out David will be completely stuck on the ship for another four years because his replica was destroyed and they can't make him another one and the mission can't just stop. And he ends up having to watch his family's funeral from a shitty TV screen on on the ship. That's brutal. Yeah. Was it in HD? No. Oh, fuck it's like sixties era graphics. What you fucking could fought? You could put a spaceship up there for a multi-year mission, but you can't get like good cable. No. Um, and then there's an incident where it seems like David was going to eject himself from the airlock, or at least heavily considering it, mm-hmm. which uh, sparks concern for Cliff because the ship has to be run by two people. Everything's like a two-person job. Mm-hmm. So my next question. Yeah. What do Lana and Cliff decide to do about it? Fuck. Uh, option A is let David walk around in Cliff's replica for a while. Mm-hmm. Option B, contact ground control for advice. Option C, contact ground control to end the mission, like demand the mission be ended. And option D, Cliff will stay on the ship more to keep David company. I think it'll be um, they're going to let David use Cliff's replicant. Why are you so good at this? Okay, can I piece some of this together and you just tell me if I'm right? Sure. So the picture that I just saw on the Google search mm-hmm. of Cliff kissing Dave, uh, David's wife. No, that's Cliff's wife. Cliff's wife and David kissing Cliff's wife. Right? That's what, what? You, that's what you said. You said that's not... Uh, that image was of Cliff and Lana. Cliff and Lana, who yes. are not who are not together. No, they are together. They are. Okay, you told Lana, me they weren't. No, I didn't. Because you said that was David and his wife, and I said, no, that's Cliff and Lana. <laughs> Oh, well, I got confused. Anyway, so they do let Cliff... They uh, let David walk around and Yeah, they replica. let Cliff let David use his body for a little bit. <laughs> They're like, go out there, sure. champ. Um, they decide on only one hour, and he's just going to like walk around through the property because there's like really beautiful wooded areas, nice streams for fishing, etc. And it seems to really help. And it ends up turning into him using Cliff's replica one hour a week while Cliff is on board doing the weekly physical they have to do because he wants to do an oil painting of their house as like a gift for their home Mm -hmm. to thank them for helping him in this trying time. Yeah. Why? What happened? (laughs) I'm so funny. Um, Oh, your family died? Is that how you talk to your friend? No, because his family's <laughs> not dead. It's just his dad. <laughs> so get fucked. Okay. Respectfully, so of course. I don't think it is, but anyway. Weeks go by, and David in Cliff's replica, which I will from now on refer to as David Cliff. Clavid. No, David Cliff. Um, has like Lana do a little stroke on the canvas to, like, participate. Because she's just kind of, like, observed sometimes. Yeah. 
And then on another one of the days, he runs out of linseed oil, so they go into town to get some more. And then David Cliff is like, let's pop into the bookstore, because Lana really likes to read. And he suggests um, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress by Robert A. Heinlein, which is a story about a lunar colony that revolts against the oppressive regime of Earth. It's supposed to be like a little bit of foreshadowing if you're familiar with the book. Mm -hmm. And then when David is not inside of Cliff... (laughs) You wrote that in there, didn't you? (laughs) I did not. You wrote that, and you're like, this is going to be so funny. (laughs) I didn't. I swear I didn't. When David is rock hard inside of Cliff, we'll know. You said that. Um, When David is not inside of Cliff, he is... He's fucking his wife. (laughs) He starts sketching Lana. (laughs) He starts sketching Lana while he's on the ship. Paint me like one of your (laughs) French girls. Oh, my God. And then the next... the next session of David Cliff, we see he's added a tiny Lana to the painting, like just leaning against a post on the porch. Um, and then he starts up the French music he listens to while he paints. And it's La Mer again, mm-hmm. the song that was playing earlier. And they do a little bit of respectful dancing. And that is respectful dancing until he starts getting a little handsy. Um, at first, Lana seems kind of into it, but in a caught up in the moment, and you feel like my husband kind of way. Yeah. Because when she turns around to face him, she remembers and is pissed. She, like, storms off. They meet back up in the kitchen where he's like, I know you want me. And she's like, you come into my our house, give me gifts, confusing me while wearing my husband like a suit. To worm your way into our life. This really gives off the, you come into my house, suck my dick, and call me gay? Yeah. That gives that kind of energy. That's what I was going for. Um, Confusing me while wearing my husband like a suit to worm your way into our life. You're not my husband. You're a guest in this house. I've given you the wrong idea. Like, she's not interested in David Cliff. She's just interested in Cliff. Yes. And Cliff being, like... As romantic as he used to be. Now, do we get to see Cliff um, be... Oh, okay, so we do we get to see at all Cliff, like, still interacting with Lana on Earth? We're getting there. We're getting there. Um, But he retorts to this with, I know the way you look at me, and she's just like, at you? Like, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at Cliff. Yeah. Um, Because she's definitely, like, still in love with her husband, but, like, romance is kind of in a rut, and she's getting romantic gestures from someone who's looking like, smelling like, walking, talking like her husband, but it's not her husband. Yeah. Um, their son, Lana and Cliff's son, Henry, who I mentioned earlier, he hears more of this than he should have and ends up smearing the painting because oil doesn't drive right away. I don't yeah. know if you know. Okay. And David Cliff hits him. So... When Cliff Cliff is back in Cliff's replica, Lana tells him not everything, but just that David Cliff hit Henry. And that, for all Henry knows, that was Cliff hitting him. Yeah. And he, they, Cliff and Lana agree on like two more visits tops from David Cliff so, just so he can finish the painting. And then they'll be like, no more. Mm-hmm. Um,. During the next David Cliff visit, while Cliff's doing his physical, the machines he has to use start reading errors. So, like, he can't, like, 
get the machine to stop. He's going to have to like reboot it. Basically. Can I guess? David messed with it. I don't know. Because that, that would we be. We don't th- see that. That would be the assumption. Because I assume because it messed up, he has to do it. He has to fix it. And so Cl- uh, David has spends more time in Cliff's replicant. I mean, it's not really like. Insinuated? It's not Cliff that's monitoring the time, really. It's more Lana. Yeah. Because she can be like, okay, you need to leave now. Like, Cliff needs to come back. Okay. Um. So the physical machines read errors during Cliff's next physical. We don't see David messing with it, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, but he ends up, like, walking around the ship, and then he's like, David's quarters door is open. Let me go in there. And he starts looking at David's sketches because he had also seen David's sketch of their house, which is what led to, like, the whole painting thing. And he's, like, looking through his sketches of, like, his family and stuff. And he's like, oh, this is kind of sad. Because he has, like, his family up on his wall. David has his family up on his wall. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. You got you to gotta throw that by me one more time. David has David's family up on his wall? Yes. Okay. And then as he's looking through, like, the various sketchbooks and stuff, he sees naked sketches of Lana. To be clear, David has not seen Lana naked. Not He's that just we creepy. Know no, he has not seen okay. Lana naked. Period. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Um, Cliff confronts David when he comes back and ends up hitting him after David is like, it's just stupid fantasy. Like, he does say, like, I haven't seen her naked pretty much. It's just fantasy. But, like, that's creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, why is Cliff going through David's personal belongings? I feel like this could all be avoided if da- if it Cliff could was be. Like, if Cliff was just like you know what that's David's room I'm gonna close his door. But I think he was on. just like I want to see some more of his art. I think you ask. That's fair, but plot. I think what David did is worse. So it's like it's a bad thing, but all that's where I go back to my ignorance is bliss thing. Yeah. Um. And then. David goes on a spiel about, like, how he lost everything. He got mixed up, and Cliff has no idea what it's like to be him. Then Cliff goes back into his replica and meets Lana um, when she comes back because she had left to avoid talking to David Cliff during this session. Um, They go back to the barn where the painting is, and Cliff destroys it. He, like, wails it against this, like, load-bearing post in the barn. And confronts Lana about the naked drawings. And he's like, did he touch you? Has he seen you? Did you pose for him? Etc. And she's like, no. Um, basically, like, it starts a conversation about the distance between them. And how, to her, it felt like her husband was back. Like, actually back. And made her, like, realize how lonely she was. And it's like, she wanted the advances to be her husband. Yeah. She wasn't like... I want David as my husband, you know. And um, it can be implied that they fucked. Like, when Cliff gets back on the ship after this to, like, do the physical, it's very much like, I think he got laid. Good for Cliff. Yeah, good for Lana. Good for everybody. Yeah. Henry's doing great. We're all good. We're all doing good. Henry's destroying paintings. Cliff's fucking his wife. Cliff's destroying paintings and fucking his wife, and Lana got railed. So you know, all around, three out of four ain't three out of four ain't bad. Yeah. What's David doing during this? So back on the ship, David apologizes to Cliff, 
um, reaffirms that nothing happened, and then proceeds to ask to use the replica again so that he can apologize to Lana. And then Cliff says no, of course, and turns to leave, which is when David grabs his arm and tries to like bring him back a little bit to get a yes, and now Cliff is pissed. Why'd you grab him, dude? Big mistake. It's not your fucking replica. Um, and then he tells David that Lana finds him and his visits, visits offensive. She vomits at the thought of him returning, etc. And then David starts to get all blubbery when Cliff leaves. Like, when he actually leaves the area. Mm-hmm. Like, he should have taken the no, you know? So what happens next? Option A. Cliff changes his mind and allows David to go down and apologize after talking to Lana again. No. B. David kills Cliff and takes the access to his replica. Maybe. C. Cliff kills David in a jealous, possessive rage. Or D. A false alert from David leads to heinous hijinks. I'm going to eliminate A and D. So it's either David kills Cliff Uh or Cliff kills David. And I'm going to go with option B. David kills Cliff. This is the first one you've gotten wrong. Cliff kills David. No. You remember how I said it's a two-person ship and yeah. it must be like done by two people? Yes. Um, David knows this too, so he sends a false alert for heinous hijinks. D is the correct answer. What? That? Why use the term hijinks? Because I thought it would throw you off. Um... So David creates a false alert, so Cliff comes back to the ship. And during this time, while Cliff is, like, physically outside of the ship to fix it because it's, like, a coolant leak or something, so he has to physically leave the ship again like he did earlier, David steals the access to his replica. Yeah. Which is, like, a little dog tag. And it's to see Lana again. However, this time it's for good. He decided that Cliff needed to know what it's like to be David. I don't know if you're ready for this. Kills his wife and child brutally in his own home, smearing their blood all over the walls. Just like that cult had done to his family. And then when Cliff comes back in. Now, Cliff comes back in. How does he, has David already come back? Yeah, David came back. Like, you, we see Cliff, like, banging on that, like, access door because David has disappeared to go do this. When he comes back in, Cliff's like, where the fuck were you? And David's like, bathroom. I went to pee. And then Dowie. like Cliff's like putting all of his stuff back on. His dog tag's not there. And he's like, dude, where is it? And David pulls it out of his pocket. And Cliff like is like, what the fuck did you do? Goes down, wakes up in his barbershop chair, covered in blood. Like, how horrific is that? Because you know the second you see the blood on that hands, it's your fucking family. Yeah. And then you have to go searching through your house, seeing their blood all over the walls and the floor, just to find them. Yeah. it's uh, That's rough, you know? And, you know, maybe if, like... I mean, I don't know how difficult it would be to, like, have a spare replicant, just like a nor- like a generic body. Like, 
they only made like those two replicants and they can't make another one because they're in space. Oh, so like the p- mission control can't. Yeah. See, like that's kind of crazy, but no, I mean it's like a good story about like someone losing their mind and then finally having like some sort of attachment to kind of bring them back to anchor them down. And so they're like, "Oh, since you've taken that away from me, I'm just going to put you in the same boat." It's like a it's somewhat like uh what's that movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence? They're in the ship. Um, but basically Chris Pratt wakes up early on this like 150 year voyage and so he like gets super lonely and he's going to basically die before they get to this like new colony. And so he wakes up Jennifer Lawrence's character and then eventually throughout the movie like they bond and then she finds out that he basically killed her by waking her up. And like, yeah, I mean, so the drowning man will always try to drag someone with him. So it's kind of a sad episode. I was sad. It is, but it's so good. It's very good. But you know what was also very good? This episode of PG. We're ending it? We're not yeah. going to talk about aliens? No. We're going to save that for next week when okay. we got the whole crew back, hopefully. JP, not here today, but this has been Podcaster's Guide to the Void. I'm DJ Squared. Right? You are DJ Squared. I think so. And then that, you're Zans. Yes. Daddy Zans. Sure. If that's what you want to call me. And then it's Granddaddy Zans, right? That's my dad. Okay. BGTV. We'll be back next Thursday. Stay tuned. Bye. Goodbye.